0: Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated.
1: The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jen. And today our drink of the day is the new Starbucks Maple Pecan Latte. And we've spiked it because what goes better together than the latest trend and a shot of vodka? We're ready for fall and cozy sweaters and like a good chunky cable knit. We think best friends should make you feel warm and fuzzy too. So cheers to the drink that embodies all those things and reminds us that we don't have to be drunk in a bar bathroom to express how much love we have for each other. That's
0: right, you guys, don't get it twisted. It's the MPL, the Maple Pecan Latte. Everyone go out and get one. Throw a little vodka in yours because it's just so much better that way. And today we have ourselves. That's right, we have ourselves in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. two drunk girls, which we're on our way to right now, and you, our listeners. We are going to ask each other questions and answer listener questions too.
1: Yeah, and we created this show, guys, because we as women, friends, sisters, cousins, and daughters spend a lot of time discussing, analyzing, and rehashing all things dating and relationships, so we felt like it was our duty to candidly and publicly discuss these things with a wider audience.
0: Yes, it has been extremely important to us that we remain raw and real about the good and the bad because we genuinely feel that every step of the journey is part of the story that leads you to love. And even when you find love, the ebbs and flows
1: of that story continue. And ultimately, our goal was to create a show that is relatable to you by way of what we and our guests have been through or are going through currently, whether that's signing up for a dating app like me or potentially saying, I do.
0: hmm part of the journey is enjoying the steps and being present in the now, which I know is kind of hard to do, but it is really part of the journey. So you, we think it's important to pay attention to the details so you can listen and discover the little messages that help guide you. Like I always say, I enjoy doing, The simple things with my boyfriend, even like friends too, just in general, I do really like, I like fancy things sometimes, but I really, really like to focus on the simple things. I pay attention to those things that like my boyfriend does, like the basic details that he brings to the table.
1: And so we're going to do just that today, guys. We're going to focus on the basics. No fluff, just simple, easy questions that we picked out from our lovely listeners who were confused about ordinary, everyday things that most people have experienced and can relate to, too. We're also going to play a fun game with each other where you'll get to know some simple likes and dislikes of your favorite two drunk girls.
0: That's right. Um, Okay, guys, first we are going to air you in uh, air out our dirty laundry and let you know what we've been up to the past week because you know we've been doing some things maybe they were simple but they were some things
1: sure were like I had a girls night out on Friday night with our mutual girlfriend and it was so much fun we like got all dressed up and went to a nice dinner we went to Soho House in West Hollywood to be specific and what we realized while we were there um was that we wouldn't want to date anybody that was actually in that place. So (laughs) like, you know, you go out and like, or you used to go out in the old timey times before these dating apps. And like the goal was to like go out with your single friends and like meet other singles. And like, you knew the spots to go that were like single spots. So that's what we thought we would be doing. And while we were sitting there like talking and having a great time together and we were looking around, we're like, oh, the people that are actually here are never going to be people we would want to date because they're like cheesy West Hollywood teeny guys that like were bragging about the fact that they had a membership and like some guys approached us and it was just like tragic. We were like, no, this can't be what love is all about.
0: That's the problem like in any major city. I mean, LA specifically is where we are, but this could be a problem for those listening in any major city. Like New York, Chicago, or any metropolitan area, like there's going to be that upper echelon places to go, nicer restaurants or nicer bars. And, you know, it's like you just have to be able to go to those places and enjoy the niceness of it, but realize what
1: kind of crowd might be around you. You know what I mean? We took like stock in what was going on. Basically what we came up with was that it's almost tragic feeling like a musical chairs game where, like, you were all the last to get picked or the last to, like, yeah. play the game, and, like, those are the only options that are left. So we were like, no, this cannot be where we're finding our husbands, not at all. So we decided we were going to go home and get a good night's sleep instead because we had enough fun together, and that was not where we were meeting our husbands. So that then trans. I like that. Yeah, we transit. I transitioned into my next day, which was my me day, where I like did yoga, got groceries, got a massage, went shopping by myself, and then I Netflixed and chilled with my dog. Um, we watched Burnt, which was a lovely movie with Bradley Cooper about cooking. Um, and from- oh yeah, so I recommend that. Uh, but I had a really great time being with me and like doing my things. And, uh, then Sunday I woke up a little bit bummed because obviously I spent a whole weekend like of girl time or me time. And I was like, where is this guy that I'm supposed to be with? Like, hello, where are you? Yeah. Is this going to be me the rest of my life. Just me and my dog, um, or my single friends. So, which is great, but it's like not the end all be all. It's like one part of my life. So I felt like the struggle was very real and I was down about my own situation, but I will never stay down and I will never be the one to have a pity party. So I picked myself back up. I went to yoga and I met girlfriends for wine and shopping and it was a great day and they were really funny and played wingman for me. And they were thinking of like ways to talk to different people, like guys that were around us and like hitting on them for me and we're thinking of like wedding dates for me because I have a friend's wedding uh, coming up soon. And so it was like, they made it a celebration of me being single, but finding love instead of like a pity party. So it was really, really nice. Yeah, that's, I think that's the
0: way to go. And to to be in, you know, like, I can speak from experience of being single for like a, a really long time feeling like, It was either the guys that I was dating that I didn't really like, or if I did happen to like somebody, which felt like more few and far in between, like then, well, did they not feel the same way about me? And so for doing that for a really long time, just be realistic. Like, again, people who are listening or in similar situations, I think it's like, yeah, there's going to be days where that's going to suck really hard. Like I would call my girlfriends and just cry and be like, I don't understand this. I'm just sick of it. I'm so sick of it. And then people would try and like set you up or whatever. And you're like, no, like sometimes you'd be fine with that. Like, great. I want to be set up. And then sometimes you're like, why? I don't, don't leave me alone. This isn't working. Don't set me up. Like sometimes some situations would feel good. And then those same situations would feel bad. And just, I think it's realistic to just know that that's how it's going to be. Like, and even when you're in a relationship, like sometimes, Your boyfriend or your girlfriend, it's like so great. And then sometimes they look at you and you're like, no, you're so fucking annoying. (laughs) Like, leave me alone. I need my own time. So it just never ends. I think just being realistic about feeling good and then not feeling good is, you know, kind of like just the way life is. But the key is, I think what you just said, Jen, it's like not letting yourself get down about it unless, or to feel it and go through it and then pick yourself up and be like, but also
1: there's a good side.
0: Right and because um, sometimes it's fun to be single. I used to have so much fun being single and then sometimes it would suck hard.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you're over it and you're like, when will it end? But the good news also is that this week there was a new moon. So for those that are into astrology and the moon cycle and crystals and all things of that nature, um, there was a moon on a new moon on Wednesday. So it's the time to put out your new intentions and shift gears into a different place. And apparently this new moon is supposed to bring um, changes in love and relationships and all that kind of jazz. Amazing.
0: Uh, My weekend was, my weekend was like fun. It was like half kids, half like adults, like on extreme. Like I went to a a kid's birthday party, which was so fun. And I hung out with the kids that I was, like, used to be really, really close with, and I realized that when I was around them, like, the day before the birthday party, there was, like, a little bit of a disconnect of, like, just knowing the ins and outs and the idiosyncrasies of the everyday life of those kids and, like, how they act and things they say and things they do, and it made me feel kind of sad because I was, like, I don't want to feel like a stranger. It was, like, stranger danger, but... (laughs) it was still for the most part like fun to be you know to see the the kids that i am close with and the family that you know it just i used to feel like i was a part of and the birthday party for the little boy was so fun and then i immediately left that birthday party to go to like a grown up birthday party in palm springs and That was, like, a disco party in, like, this crazy mansion with a view and a pool and lights and past hors d'oeuvres and music and drinks and, like, a drag queen performance. And, like, everyone was dressed up like disco. We partied till like, 3 in the morning, which you know is not normal for me. And it was, like – it was like Labor Day Junior, and we ended up staying an extra day in Palm Springs because there was like a, a cheap hotel, and like other people were staying. We had like a really nice dinner at this like fancy restaurant, and then drove home early the next morning. It was really fun. Uh, that's
1: right. Like it was fun like and just what you needed.
0: Yeah, I think it was just what I needed because I it felt good to just sort of like hang and chill. So it was great. And Palm Springs is very close to where we live. So if you're in like a city where there's like a somewhere this feels a little more secluded, like an hour away, well, take advantage of it when you can, because it's an easy car trip and like, it's right there. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, it was really fun. I had a great time. So also, um, we are going to jump into our little section called We Need to Talk, which in this instance is going to be a little bit longer than normal because we've got so many questions from our listeners. And we want you to know that we've got your back guys. And we found we had a lot of listener questions that we went through. I think there was a lot of good ones.
1: We had to narrow down just for this particular episode. So we will be covering the other ones in uh, future episodes.
0: Exactly. And these ones, we just felt like they were kind of like easy, basic questions, like sort of what our theme is today. And we just kind of want to go over what we think about these things. So first, we're going to start with Taylor K. She asks, is starting or continuing a relationship that is based on partying bad? Should you plan sober dates in the beginning, like hiking? Jen, I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: I think that if uh, you start a date A relationship based on partying—that it is bad because let's just say um, that person, you know, that's their lifestyle. So that's probably why they planned a certain date for you. And I think it might be representative either of what they think of you and what you like to do, or what they personally like to do and what they think is a good time, or what they think is like romantic. I think Mm -hmm. it's worth digging into. And like the next date, if they plan something similar, then that's probably a sign. Or you could even consider, you could bring up saying like, um, Hey, why don't we do something more low key this time? Um, or I'll plan it, whatever you'd maybe want to alternate, but I do, I don't necessarily think sober dates are the best route unless that's your lifestyle. So like you want to set up your preferences from the beginning. You don't want to do something that is going to either make you uncomfortable or be something that's out of your norm. So like it's always fun to try new things, but like you don't want to do something that then sets the tone.
0: Yeah, I think, that, I, think I agree. I, w- I would say extreme one way or the other every time is not good. So to start a relationship based on partying, that actual question, no, don't start a relationship based on partying, but don't confuse it. If you go out a couple of times and you're drinking and partying, that might be okay. Just as long as it's not the first 10 dates also I wouldn't think that it would be okay to go sober every day like have coffee and then have lunch and then have breakfast and then go on a hike like at some point it'd be like are we going to go out and enjoy a glass of wine together a little romance a little fun like I think for sure it should be a balance between both of them and nothing too extreme either way but that I think it takes like you said Jen some time getting into it like if you start to notice a trend on either end of the extreme then I would say either of those things are not good.
1: Right. Going. I'm just gonna throw out Unless
0: that, you're a sober person.
1: Right. Well, throwing out there that like when we say something like partying, like let's also consider your age and where you're at in your life and like drugs. So if somebody is like doing coke on your first date, like that's, and you want a husband and you want a husband that doesn't do that. That's not your guy. So never see that person again. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, I agree.
0: That's a little that well, that, yeah, that's extreme. So yeah, I don't I I think you need to find a balance and definitely pay attention to what your like wants and needs are, you know, at
1: that time in your life. And just so. one very last thing that just crossed my mind. If you're talking to your mom on the phone and telling them about your first date with this person and you feel like you have to leave out the fact that they brought Coke on your date, probably <laughs> not your guy, because he's not gonna be your husband, because you can never tell that story truthfully. So move on.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. And we're not saying you need to be like, you know, uh, like, what's her name from Sandy from Greece? But, (laughs) you know, you but still, like, I I would think that first impressions are important. And if you're out with a guy that's like, let's do illegal activities right now, then maybe that's not such a good sign, potentially.
1: Um, Um, Yes. Billy B from Chicago asks, should I judge my partner for how many people they've slept with before me? Now, what do you think about that?
0: I don't, I don't think that uh, that is a thing. I don't think you should know Billy B from Chicago. I do not think you should judge your partner for how many people they have slept with before you. I just, I don't think that people should do that. I think that if you are the type of person who was uber concerned about your number, then you're going to be uber concerned about other people's number and num by number. I mean, sexual partner number. Like I, it doesn't bother me if I have had a certain amount or if somebody else has had a certain amount. And I, so that's just not how I feel, but I know women who will not have sex because they don't like with a guy because they don't want to have a high number. So they're going to be that type of person that is going to judge a guy for how many women he has slept with, right. even though there's a societal standard that it's okay for men to sleep with more women than it is for women to sleep with men, which I think is dumb, but it's the truth. That's how it is. Um, I just think that you shouldn't judge somebody for doing, you know, just things before they met you. Like it does, it's not totally relevant to how, what's going to happen between you and that person, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it was before you and it should not affect what happens after unless for whatever reason you feel that person uh, is a player or someone that might cheat and, and based on facts, not based on like you being insecure. And I think a lot of people take that number and translate it to the future or to current behavior or that, you know, you are insecure about whatever that may mean to you. So, if you're insecure about how many people you've slept with, that's a whole issue on your own. You need to rectify that within yourself because why you did the things you did are not the reasons other people do the things they do. So, I think 100% yes. Yeah. You should not judge yourself for your actions because we all do things at different times for different reasons and also let that go. And also, maybe if you are not happy with your number, Don't continue to make choices like if you, let's, for example, if you slept with somebody because you wanted them to like you, maybe you should not do things just so that other people like you and need validation or that you do things because you think that will make somebody feel a certain way. Do things that feel comfortable to you and then live that life. Be true to yourself. And if that's sleeping with somebody because you feel like it, great. If it's, you know, you don't sleep with them because you just don't feel into it, don't do it. But I don't think it's exactly. someone else um, from before you met them. Because listen, maybe they slept with the whole town and they realize you are it and they never want to sleep with a different person again. So who cares why they did it before? The point is where they are now. And we are trying to live in the moment. So live in that moment.
0: Yes. And I agree. I think that you can't, unless it's like, well, this person's been in jail for the past 10 years. I wouldn't, unless it's like a huge, huge, huge past thing. I wouldn't judge somebody on like dating and and things that people like naturally go through, like sleeping with people or not. I mean, again, there's extremes. Like if they have a rap sheet or something, then that's probably something that you're gonna make a judgment call on. But live, <clears throat> living in the moment is really important. And again, I totally agree with Jen on the like don't judge somebody for ex- choices they may have made at the given moment. And and I think to wrap it up, if people If you're sleeping with somebody because you want to do it, your number's not going to matter. And you're not going to care if other people's people were doing that too. And then about their numbers. But if your regrets about your number are not about the actual number, but it's probably about why your number is where it's at because of what choices you made to get you there. So just be conscious about why you're sleeping with people and not sleeping with people. And, And just if you know you're doing it because you wanted to, you're not going to ever regret it. So your number won't matter. Exactly. Um, okay, so Lauren K. asks, why do men often choose the ditzy girl versus the smart, cute girl that they have fun with? I have something to say about this. I like to call it the Ferrari complex.
1: Lovely. What I, is think
0: that? That everybody, I think that everybody says they want to drive the Ferrari. Oh my God, yes, I want that car. I want the Ferrari. But then they realize how hard they have to work to get that Ferrari and once they get that Ferrari what kind of maintenance that is I've got to wash this thing I've got to park it in only the right spots I've got a garage park it probably I've got to pay attention to it I've got to make sure like nobody gets in, in it with muddy feet I've got to like be really careful when I'm driving. So instead, what if I just get this Camry? Because I don't really have to try that hard. It's always going to be there. It's probably not going to have a lot of problems. I'm not going to have to fix it, pay a lot of money to fix it up. I don't really care if it gets muddy or dirty or if I ding it. And I think that men who aren't ready say what they think they want. I want that smart, girl that's going to challenge me and make me a better person, but then they know how much work it takes and they're like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm just going to take this girl over here who like looks really cute, but like I don't really have to pay- try that hard or pay attention to her all that much and she'll just be here. I think Absolutely.
1: that's what that is. Makes boring, sense. It totally makes sense and I think everyone needs to think about that Ferrari complex when <laughs> they're comparing why people chose certain people. Um, and the other thing is, is like being ready. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Like the key is like when people are ready for the things they're ready for, that's what they tend to do. So ultimately you want somebody that's ready for someone like you, if you're considering yourself as the smart, cute girl, Lauren K. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. consult by Jenna asks, should a girl offer to pay on the first date? And I'm going to say, No, I know this is all you, Jen. The answer is no, and the reason is (laughs) the first. And you know what? Our friend Brian Howie from the Great Love Debate would agree. The first three dates is like for a man to court. You know, if we want it to be old timey times in terms of relationships and courting and romance, and the guy to ask the girl out and all that, they should also still pay. I'm all about you know a woman like contributing. But like, just like hold a beat, let them pay the first couple of times and then you can contribute, you know, if it's like you go on a breakfast date or like you have them over for dinner or you make dinner at their house or you suggest a date, like maybe going to a concert, you buy those tickets like, you know, or you get a round of drinks if you do like, if you go to like a game, like whatever it is, like let them be the man which is. You know, obviously now these days we can't say gender roles where like be the man is like paying because women can also pay, but it's like the man in a relationship where it's they're courting you and they're doing the romance and whining and dining you. There's still those roles in relationships and I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with it too. And I feel like if you're, uh, so basically consult by Jenna, if you, I think it just depends on your view. I agree with you, Jen, personally. But if you're the type of woman who is like, no, no, it should be an equal playing field. Like, that's how I feel. Then it doesn't – paying on the first date is just going to be whatever, like, when you go out with a friend. Like, oh, no, let's split it. Or I got this one, and it won't be a thing to think about. But if you still think – and I I do think it's still a real thing that there are gender roles in society. They may be less extreme than they were in 1945, but they're still here in their own way. And you want to go – and you subscribe to that belief – then I think, yeah, like just exactly what Jen said. It's not as to say you should sit there and be like, I have no voice. I'm nothing without you. Take care of me and pay for everything because I'm a woman and I can't do this myself. It's just that that little role of genders is still alive. And I believe that it's real. And I think that it's okay for a man to pay for the first couple of dates and you can contribute a little. And You know, everyone has their role in a relationship, and I think that that is part of the beginning courting, and I think it's still a real thing. But if you are – don't subscribe to that, then don't. Then just say, I want to pay for this date, and just pay for the freaking date. If that's who you are, if you're a girl and you want to pay, pay.
1: If it's who you are, but if you think it's like what he wants to hear or like, let's talk about etiquette for a quick sec. So let's just yeah. say like, well, should I offer? Should I do the alligator arms where like I'm pretending to reach for it yeah. or like not really? Or like, do I just not even offer it at all? Will, if I offer, does it seem like I want to go Dutch because I actually am not interested in this person and don't think of this as a date or, you know, there's so many things that can come into play because of what you think. And what you think they think you think. And all of the analyzing that goes into just being across from another human being that also thinks and feels. So I think we should all just maybe like do what you feel is right. Like you said, Lauren. Not what you think the other person thinks. And then the other thing is, if you're going to let them pay and your whole issue is that like you don't want to be entitled and feel like they think you're entitled, then always be cognizant of what they're ordering. Let the man... Order first because if he's paying, or let whoever is paying order first because they're going to order something what they feel is something they can afford, versus something like you yeah. know the most expensive thing on the menu, unless that's what they can afford. And then you order something less expensive because don't be entitled and don't order like it, just don't take advantage of somebody else paying for something either because they will be aware of that as well. So it's if one. Thing I agree pay. to that. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. It's another thing to be entitled and be like, well, I want a crystal and the lobster. Yes, of course we all do. But are we going to order that? No.
0: No. And then I think that to finish that up, that's a good point etiquette wise. If then the, the man pays and that's where it's going and then that happens, obviously be vocally thankful and say thank you. And, you know, maybe if you have an opportunity still on that date to do something little like If you guys stop by a bar on the way home or something like that, then be like, oh, I would love to buy you a drink. Like, what's your favorite drink? Or something like that. Like, if you still feel like you want to contribute a little and there's another opportunity, then go for it. But definitely be cognizant of what they're ordering and make sure you say thank you. Use your manners, people. Yes.
1: Appreciation is key.
0: A key. Okay. And then we've got um, Sandy here. Sandy is asking, what do you consider dating to be? And is that the same thing as saying, I dated that person? No, I don't think it's the same. Yeah, my opinion on this is you're dating somebody if you've gone on more than one date. I don't understand why people think I'm dating you means I'm, that's my boyfriend. That's different. Dating somebody is different than being in a committed relationship. So I think there are a whole bunch of different things. We're hanging out, we're talking, we're dating, we're seeing each other. Bullshit, people. Just fucking, you're dating, you're going on dates, which I'm sorry, we all speak English. So dating is going on dates. So if you are going on dates, meaning more than one, you are dating that person. I dated that person is I went on a, a couple or more dates obviously if you need to explain to somebody like, yes, I dated him. Oh, meaning like we went, you know, we went on like four days or three days. Great. But I dated that person is not the same thing as I dated that person for like six or eight months. I would then at that point say like, we were, you know, together for, we were, you know, in a relationship for like six or eight months. Right. I I think think those two things
1: are different. version of one where it's like, you know, sort of light and, um, like dating, like it is what it is. Like, I mean, I could be dating a million people at this point because I'm single, but I think when people do normally refer to, I dated that person, what they are trying to say is that they were in a relationship with that person. So one is a little bit more serious than the other. Um, I wouldn't say like I dated that person if I went on like one date with them.
0: No, no. Yeah. I mean, and even two, it's like I dated that person and like, because you went on more than one date. So technically you dated or you were dating, but you know what I mean? I think it's like, if you're going on more than one date with that person and there's like more to talk about than just a date or two, then you're dating. Yes. That's what I think that you are dating. You're going on dates and dating. You can also be going on dates with other people. I did that. But that you dated that person. That's what you were technically doing. So I think that I don't call dating anything but what it is. And then I don't call a relationship dating. Some people call now where it's just you and I going on dates. That's just an exclusivity thing in the beginning developmental stages. I'm now dating you. I think that sounds too casual for what that point of the relationship is. Same. When you're just exclusively dating that person, then I think
1: that that's a different story. But
0: I also I think, think Sandy.
1: Sorry. I also yeah, think that when people start labeling things, like they sort of water them down, like I'm talking to, or yeah. I'm uh, hanging out with, it's like, if you're doing just that, like I'm doing that with my dog. Like, really? Like, the, Yeah like be, be aware too of somebody watering your situation down because ultimately they're taking you further away from a relationship when they do that.
0: I totally agree. So yeah, I, I think we, for all intents and purposes, Sandy can say dating means like actually dating, like the technical term. And I don't think that, I think it just differs for everybody, but just make sure you're clear about what it means to you. And yes, I would pay attention to the watering down because there's so many other words that people think mean the same thing as dating, like talking, hanging out and all that is just fucking bullshit in my opinion.
1: So I agree. hope that
0: answers your questions. Sandy. <laughs>
1: um, now guys, we're going to pick up our emotional baggage that we just discussed and your favorite celebrities in baggage claim. And this is sweet, just like candy. And also mm-hmm. someone who went from dating to a relationship to now being engaged. Mandy Moore is uh, engaged to the Dawes musician, Taylor Goldsmith. He proposed after two years of dating. Um, I actually really love that band. So I'm excited that uh, she is with somebody from that band. However, guys, she was with uh, a musician prior. And now she's we with- She another- a type. Big surprise! She was with Ryan Adams. Um, they were married for six years, and they only got divorced in June two thousand sixteen. Obviously, divorces take quite some time, but um, these guys are already engaged uh, only a year later. So good for her, though. You know, she's had quite the career with "This Is Us" recently, and they won some Emmys and things. and And it's just such an amazing show, and it's back on air. Uh, I think next week. But she's kind of killing it right now on the career front and a new romance and she might even be a mom one day she's 33 so um i think we'll probably see a family starting soon and that's why uh, yeah. our rock of the re- our rock of the week goes to mandy for giving marriage another chance albeit with another but you know but still, yeah second time the charm
0: that's right, and uh you know maybe this star these stars are going to have a little bit of a second chance at love, but right now, what big girls don't cry, fergie I actually um you know recently just saw her on um the today show and she was quickly interviewed before a performance and they asked her very candidly like we know you're going through some things right now we just want to ask you how you are and she said i am actually really really good and i have a lot of love around me so we know that Fergie and Josh have split up apparently they've been split up for a while but just went public with it and You know, they just grew apart is what the sources and people close to them say that Josh is like super down to earth, likes to do it yourself kind of guy and like very involved with his child and not to say that she wasn't, but she was described more as like a very career driven go-getter and they just, the couple just grew apart. I know there were allegations in the past about infidelity on his end. Nobody knows if that was ever really true or not, but they, you know, started dating like 13 years ago and now they've just, this was it. It was like the final straw, like of their, you know, they've been trying to work it out and it just sort of ended in this like growing apart factor. And, you know, they've publicly said that they love and respect each other and they're just going to become a, like separate themselves and they just want some time to adjust. Um, And so they, you know, they want everyone's support, obviously. And, It's sad, but hopefully they made the right decision and they can co-parent their son together and Fergie is coming out with like a new album right now and her son's actually on the album and stuff at some point. So, you know, hopefully they can make this work and have a second chance at love just like Mandy Moore.
1: Yeah. Um, And also if Josh Duhamel wants a second chance at love with me, he can call me. Yeah. Because I love him. So much. So actually when I heard the news, I was like celebrating for my own personal reasons, Because, but obviously it's your like own chance to have like heartbreak, but I'm like, Oh my God, that means he's single. Well, who knows at this point in like a day it could come out that he's been dating somebody too. like Ben Affleck already has like his girlfriend and like, you know, people, people turn it around quickly when they're uh, famous because they have Truth. endless options and pretty people mm-hmm. around them. Um, but guys, Sadly, while you are in a marriage and you are a celebrity, you might be surrounded by many options. And sometimes you might even, uh, I don't know, dabble in those options. So yeah, temptation broken because Kevin Hart is like living a real life movie that is terrible because he's being possibly extorted by a girl that he had some sort of relations with Uh, and cheated on his wife, possibly, with this woman, um, his wife, who happens to be pregnant, and Nico Parrish. And so, yeah, there's apparently a video of this scenario that might be released, and and this woman, I guess, is asking for money not to release this movie, and Kevin came out on Instagram very publicly to admit his wrongs, although he does say something about how he never claim to be this perfect person. And I'm sorry, that does not get you out of jail free just because you never claim to be perfect. Um, This is why he's our wreck of the week because it's like, well, you've already had like issues where you've been said to have cheated on your wife that's currently pregnant. And now this is coming out. And also he was married before and the first Mrs. Hart was like, "Uh, hello, you started seeing your current wife when we were still together. So he's been cheating um, in his relationships and I don't know, Kevin Hart. Karma's he, a bitch. And, yeah. and
0: if, if he is in fact being, you know, extorted for this alleged thing, which we don't know how far it actually went. Like even if he's claiming that nothing actually happened or what his defense is, like you're still putting yourself in a compromising position. So either way, even if he never actually, you know, had sex or engaged in anything like that. Obviously, there's where there's smoke, there's fire. And yes, let's remember how he got into the current marriage that he's in now. So everyone just pay attention. Don't paint those red flags white. And Kevin Hart is for sure the wreck of the week.
1: Yikes. Well, this week in reality TV, guys, uh, Dancing with the Stars premiered, and it was freaking fantastic. It was like the cast to end all casts. Our favorites were Nick and Vanessa Lachey, because we love couple goals, and they are the epitome. They're on different teams, but still supporting each other, and they're competitive, but, like, both so talented. It's like, I mean, I can't even say anything that is not, like, over the moon about these people.
0: Oh, my God. And I love that there was, like, an old video of Nick when his brother Drew was on second season, and he won it all, so no pressure, Nick, but... Uh, Nick was like I, you could mark my words I'm never going to be on Dancing with the Stars and what I like about that is that these people are out of their comfort zone so Nick may have been like the lead singer in a very very famous boy band but like he doesn't like dance like dancing's not his jam like he said it it's not he's not comfortable so I think it's awesome that these celebrities like put themselves out there and watching these journeys is why this show is good. Just on the surface. It's so fun to watch like the beautiful, graceful dancers and the beautiful costumes and all the hair and makeup. It's like actually visually beautiful to watch, but, watching the stories and the transformations that happen emotionally and physically. Like sometimes you watch these dancers start out like not good. And at the end you're like, which one's the professional dancer. It's so cool to see. I voted for Vanessa this week because she was so on point. Like she got out there and killed it. She's not a dancer, but she just like did her thing. And I love that they're like you said, uh, Jen still supportive of each other, even though they're competing. It's like a friendly competition and they're super cute and we just love them both
1: totally um, i am team vanessa though because she looked like she like was in it to win it and was like i'm gonna nail this and she was so polished and like her technique was very sharp like there was something mm-hmm. like you could just tell she's like uh-uh i'm going if i'm here it's gonna be over like yeah. I'm doing it. oh yeah so love goals it.
0: um goals. can't wait to see what happens next week with them. And we will be updating you on who we're voting for and what we think. Um, and also, we are going to double tap that app because today we are talking about predict dating apps. So, so if you're tired of Tinder and sick of the swiping and the superficial photos and like the feeling of like, oh, this is just a game. Um, there is a woman named I.L. Belling and she was, is died. from Cape
1: Town. He Oh, I thought, yes, I thought that Israeli and his family moved okay. to Cape Town, but so IL is actually a male name.
0: Okay, well, I was confused by the photo that was next to IL, but oh. we will go with he. Um he just decided to turn his frustrations with dating apps, which we talk about all the time, into, you know, something like that he felt, I think this is how things are born. Necessity is the mother of invention. So he came up with the predict dating app because he thinks that if you scan your Facebook and Twitter profiles and compare the findings there, like what your matches, like match percentages are, that that is the way to find a better compatible match than just simply looking at a photo and being like, no, yes, no, yes. Cause that feels like a game.
1: Yeah, and also, like, what are you basing I, it on? Like, at some point, like, your eyes could play tricks on you. You don't know that that's a good person. You don't know that you have anything in common. Like, oh,
0: Yeah, so there, so it's, like, done by, like, a match percentage type thing. And, you know, your groups and your events and your page likes and things that you match are, are what comes into play here. And there's, like, you know, if you're matching on a 60% level, then that's, like, really good. If you're above 80%, then that's excellent. The only thing is that they're saying here, which I agree with is you can't leave it all up to that. Like if you're knowing that like coincidentally you're liking the same things and you're involved in the same groups and things of that nature and like that's a higher percentage and it's showing on this app, great. But like then you meet, most of that is like out of the question. You know that you have a lot of similarities. Chemistry is up to you. So You go on this date or you meet up with this person however you want and that's when No app can help you with that. That's when you know, like you've taken some of the guesswork out of the game. Chemistry in the personal meeting is where the rest has to just sort of naturally happen, I would say.
1: Totally. I think that this is something I downloaded it because I am our test monkey of the week. Um, And I don't believe that it's in LA yet because nothing was happening for me. It was like scanning, but like with no defined answers. But I do like the idea of it. I think that it makes sense to
0: sort of do that, like, algorithm work on its end, like, oh, look, you're kind of like, it would be like if you were showing up to the same, you know, social event every week, like, you know, that person is going to have those things in common with you. And then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, I've seen this guy here, like, five times. And then you talk to him, and then the chemistry happens or doesn't. So if that ends up showing up in LA and we're confused, let us know how it goes, because it looks like a really good idea.
1: I sure will keep everyone posted. Hopefully this uncomplicates modern dating after all.
0: Yes, please. Yes. Um, All right. Well, we are going to introduce ourselves. Jen, we have you in the studio.
1: Hi. Hello. I am here. And Lauren, you are also here.
0: Oh my God. I am just going to ask some random questions to you and you are going to do the same to me. They're just like really simple sort of like interview questions. Like I'm just going to, you know, it's been a while since we've done this and I just feel like we need a little refresher. Like what makes Jen tick?
1: All right. You know, lay it on me.
0: Um, okay. So I'm going to say just, I'm just right now, like, don't think I'm coming on too strong. It's more than our first date. So I think I have the right to ask this. Do you want to have kids and how many?
1: Oh, man, I go back and forth with this all the time. I would say if I were to have kids, I would want one or two, no more than that. Um, and, for, and the reasons are the world we live in is a scary, scary place. And I don't even want to be here. And I like literally last night created like a whole earthquake kit for me and my dog before I went to sleep. Cause I was like, what if in the middle of the night, the building is shaking and I can't see anything. And I'm in my jammies. I need like so I put sneakers under the bed, and in my, like, nightstand bottom drawer, I put, like, food for her, food for me, flashlight, and a sweater to throw on over my jammies. So we are ready to go should shit hit the fan in the middle of the night.
0: Um, I've had an earthquake kit in the trunk of my car for the past, like, 10 years, so I get
1: probably it. probably need a new one because I think that food expires, but I get where you're going. No, now. I did. I've <laughs> uh, updated it. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Um, well, so that's something that like scares the shit out of me bringing children into this world is like you send them to school and then there's like Sandy hook. I mean, this is obviously the extreme part of this or like kids bully each other or like now there's like missiles flying overhead and like there's hurricanes and earthquakes. And I'm like, I don't know that I can really, you know, allow myself to bring life into this world. You know, I, I get why people do it and I totally would want to, if all of these things were not a real concern to me, um, also like financially and also like, you know, people split up. And, but the thing is, is ultimately I love family and it is such an important thing to me. So, you know, creating a family with somebody I love is something I would want. But again, I have these concerns, so we'll just have to see what happens.
0: Those are valid concerns thinking that it's going to be all flowery and rosy is unrealistic. So I like your take on it. Um, Okay, now if you had to marry one of your friend's boyfriends or husbands, who would it be and why? And this is not like to steal them. This is like if the friend died or like if you had to say to somebody like, your husband or boyfriend is like totally the type of guy I would be. But if you had to pick a friend's boyfriend husband, not like stealing them, you know what I mean. Who would it be and why?
1: Um, I'm gonna then pick, um, one of our, our biggest fans. Um, I guess I'll say her name, Callie. She's probably listening. Um, I would pick her husband because he just calls her his queen and the way that he takes care of her and their partnership and the life they've built and his family is great. And, and he was a hard worker and he's, you know, seems like just such a great husband. And again, I'm not in their shoes or in their behind closed doors, so I don't know what goes on there, but what I, from what I can tell, they are a couple that I love so much, and I am their third wheel all the time, so I'm just going to say him because he's great. I knew you were going to say him, and I would say him if I were you, too. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad. Good, I job. Good job, Callie.
0: <laughs> Nailed <laughs> if, it. If Mochi hated the guy you were dating, would you end it? 100%. Yeah, yeah I, those, I, Mochi is her dog, by the way. Who are you? Yeah. You can't do – I'm sorry, but you just can't. It would be like if you had a child and your child hated your boyfriend.
1: You yeah. Can't, I mean, what are you yeah. going to do? It's a sign for me when, like, she will just, like, throw herself limp into someone's lap. And, like, if she doesn't do that, I'm like, okay, well, if she's barking at you and bites you and, like, is uncomfortable around you, like, she's, she's on to something. So Mochi's my girl yeah. and she's my number one priority. And if she doesn't like you, got to go.
0: Bye-bye. What is your biggest dating pet peeve? Oh, God.
1: Where to begin? I would start with saying if I'm on a date with somebody and they're asking me, like, how it's been on the dating apps, I would just want to be like... Yes,
0: I would say that's constantly what you complain about, which is a valid complaint. So I um, I think that's for sure. If, if I'm okay. knowing you, that why would be
1: it. the elephant in the room. Obviously they haven't been great. And so do we want to talk about the details of why, like maybe like ask an educated question and say like, Hey, so we met on dating apps, you know, like, is this because you just don't really like going out or are you on them? Because, um, you got out what's your deal. Did you just get out of a relationship? Like why, what brings you to dating apps today? Like, why is this your mode of meeting people?
0: So that. you think if someone's going to bring up dating apps, which is like a real thing, that it should be like a specific educated question, not just like, how's it going on the apps? Like something right. you could fucking dump. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, I think it's okay to talk about it because it's a real thing, but be specific about why, like, because otherwise, what, do they what you're asking.
1: Like, do they want to hear that I have a date on Friday, a date on Saturday, three dates next week? Like, is that what you want to hear when you're asking, like, how's it going in the dating apps? Well, it's keeping me quite busy. I'm getting a lot of free dinners. I'm meeting a lot of guys that I barely like. Like, what do you want to hear? Oh, because,
0: like, because you make them there. pay. But, that's why, Jen. It, it's
1: like, hello. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. If a guy was a virgin, would you still date him? No.
1: God, no. <gasps> why? Because that means, A, he's either very religious, B, inexperienced, and is going to not be good at sex, and C, what have you been doing all these years?
0: <laughs> I agree. I wouldn't either. I just wanted to hear your answer. Um, okay. If you and your perfect match were food, what combination would you be? We'd be at a sushi roll for sure. Oh, why? That's so
1: good and creative. Why? Thanks. I mean, I wouldn't have normally said that and I don't know why it came to me, but I because I love sushi so much and it is so carefully crafted where like these things come together and create the perfect bite of food that I'm like, it's also the food I want when I'm sick. And I know that's weird because most people want soup and I fucking hate soup. But so for me, sushi is like my love. Now, the other thing I would say, and you probably would have expected me to say is like chocolate of some sort, like a dessert, like lava cake, chocolate, lava cake, and like vanilla ice cream or like wine and cheese, like any of those things would also apply. But because a sushi roll like comes together to make one perfect bite, like it's like one perfect, like combined relationship of people. So I don't know.
0: I just, you just said the most brilliant thing. I just didn't, I'm so surprised by that creativity and brilliance. That was amazing. Everyone. Thank you. Take a second and
1: just revel in that.
0: Okay. My last question for you is what expectations have you let go of over the past year in relation to like dating and relationships and things?
1: Uh, Well, we'll start with the fact that I thought it was going to be a lot easier. And I was someone that always went, um, back to back. I was dating someone and then I was dating someone else and I had someone on deck and and it was a backup plan for a backup plan and there's obviously no plan and no perfect path. So I'm letting go of, well, this year is obviously going to be my year or like, well, I'm going to be married by this date and this time and I'm going to have kids by this and I'm going to do that at this point. It's not that clearly because those requirements have come and gone. So I'm letting go of any kind of preconceived plan that I cannot control because it's, it's a world that I'm just living in and I cannot control it. I like that. Thank you. So that's where we're at there. Now, Lauren. Yes. uh, We're going to just dive right in. Now you're in a, a relationship and it is wonderful and he is wonderful and you are wonderful with him. So why do you think you were single for 10 years prior to that?
0: I think that most of the reason was is that I, it's hard to let go of past things. I in the past have had other serious relationships, and I think it, it took me a while to move on from that. But that was just my journey, and I think I could focus a little bit more on being in the present and like letting go. But also, you have to be sensitive with yourself and let yourself go through the things you're going through and how that feels for you. So, I think that I had held on to some things in the past, whether they were past breakups or maybe decisions or ideas about the way things should be. Um, and I think that looking back in retrospect, I spent a lot of the time that I was single, like not enjoying the signs around me or being in that you think, I think you think this when you're single, well, I want to be over there. I'm here and I want to be over there. So you constantly think about why you're not over there or what you need to do to get over there instead of knowing that where you are right now is satisfying. Don't feel unsatisfied. Find the things that feel satisfying about where you're at because then you don't think about needing to go somewhere else and you're just where you are. And the second that you enjoy where you are is what you're going to get what you want because it all comes into line. You're not separating like I'm here or there, or I want to be here, or I can't be there, or I was there or whatever. So I think it's about enjoying where you're at and don't be unrealistic. Of course, there's going to be days where that's annoying or whatever, but for the most part, finding the satisfaction and being where you are and then letting where you want to go, just sort of it's, it's always there. As soon as you put the intention out of where you want to go, it's there. It's there for you to get it. So just be where you're going to be and enjoy that process and satisfied in that moment. That's probably what my problem was. I, did, I was not able to do that. And the second that I did do that, I said it out loud, unbeknownst to me, I was in a relationship, maybe coincidentally, maybe, maybe not, like right after that. So, and I really did genuinely feel like I felt good about where I was at. So it took me a long time, but
1: I did it. <laughs> you did it. Ten years is a charm. Yay. Um, Yay. But all of that prolific information and wiseness you got out of it.
0: Uh, well, wait, I'm confused. That sounded like a very big question. Say that again.
1: No, i was saying that I was complimenting you and saying that at least you got all of this knowledge out of those ten years.
0: Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, I thought you were asking me what my knowledge was from all that 10 years and I was like, "Oh my god." That's a lot. But yes, no, I did. It was like 10 years of gathering like things and then getting to a point. Yes, you're right. Absolutely right. Yes, I did get something out of it for sure.
1: Good things take time. So, speaking of this good thing, what is your single most favorite thing about your boyfriend?
0: I think my favorite thing about him for sure is that he's a really good dad. Uh, I just think that it's a really, um, like, it's a really strong sign of the type of man that he is. I've always wanted to be, like, date a manly man. Some women, like, you know, want a sensitive artist or, like, a whatever. I really think that his role as a father is what makes him... A man to me it's sensitive and attractive and caring and just very indicative of the type of person he is in his truest purest form so watching him be a dad is like watching his heart very pure in action pers- personified through his feelings for his daughter and I think that's like my favorite thing to watch or be around and my favorite thing about him because it's just a very uh, It's how he is with everybody, really, but it's in, like I said, it's most extreme, pure form with her. So that's my favorite thing about him.
1: Love it. And he also likes your cat, which is pretty important because you are the proud mother of Mugwai. Now, (laughs) what would you have done if he was like one of those guys that's anti-cats? Because there are guys out there that are cat haters.
0: Well, to be fair, he is kind of anti-cat. And he
1: loves Mugwai because I love
0: Mugwai. But he, for the most part, like, if you really ask him, he's not really into cats. And... How did you him? But he is, an, he is an animal lover, though, so I think he finds it in there. Mugwai is not a friendly guy. He's, no. like, friendly to Jen, but yeah. he's not really a friendly guy. And so he also doesn't really make it easy, okay? He's, like, kind of makes me look bad. But he you know, he is, has his moments of, he's very cute, so, you know, there's that, Um, and I think it would have been really difficult had James been, like, no, I can't, I don't want to be, you know, no, like, ew, gross, like, so turned off, but his normal feelings of, like, oh, yeah, that, well, you know, your cats are okay, like, I'm not super into them, but, like, his acceptance of Mugwai is, like, fine, but, yes, had he been, like, don't get that thing near me. I hate it. I would have had a, I don't, I don't know that I would have been able to date, continue to date him. Yeah.
1: Like what if he was like, I, I can't come to your house. You always have to come to mine.
0: No, no, no. See, this would be, it would just be a sign of selfishness and I wouldn't have been down for that. So no, bye. Bye Felicia.
1: Bye Felicia. Okay. So <laughs> now if you, you did just say his name out loud. So now I feel very, I did. I know I did. It's fine. Good. If
0: you follow me on Instagram, it's hard to, it's
1: not It's easy to see. So now if you guys had a couple name, would it be Lames or Joran?
0: (laughs) Well, Lame sounds like lame. Totally. Joran, I mean, I'd probably have to go with Joran because unless you did our last names or something, but Joran, if I had to pick, I would pick Joran. It just sounds cuter.
1: Joran Leo Ferris is your name. (laughs) Love it. hey
0: there you know what we could use that somehow
1: you can you could create a joint Instagram account and then share all your photos (laughs) oh god barf (laughs) now okay what is your favorite thing to do when you and Joran Leo Ferris are not together what is your favorite thing to do when you've got me time and it's like just Lauren day
0: oh yeah I do this all the time I do it all the time. I did it when I was single and I still do it. Um, I Like go and get my nails done, shop by myself, which when you said you did all that the other day, I was like, oh my God, I am obsessed. Um, work Working out is my me time. It wakes me up, it motivates me and it starts my day. That's always, always, always going to be something that I'm going to do. Um, and I really like getting in bed, pouring. <laughs> I don't like... Always, I love to enjoy a glass of wine or a drink. It's a social thing for me, um, but I, what I do is I go home and when I'm by myself, and I put LaCroix, my favorite liquid ever besides vodka, into a wine glass, and I light a candle, and I put it on my bedside, and I get in my covers, and I like have my computer, and I'll online shop and watch the housewives and drink LaCroix out of my wine glass. That is one of my favorite things to do when, with a candle when I'm by myself. Other than shopping, getting my nails done, and working out, I sound like a total chick, but I am. So whatever
1: you are, and hey, you can do whatever you want with me. Time it'd be weird if you're like, I just pick up the football and go throw it around like by yourself. I'd be like, yeah.
0: I mean, if I could throw it to myself, I might do that.
1: Maybe. Um, now, uh, which celebrity couple would you like to be like if you could pick any?
0: I really like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. From what I know, I think they've got like a funny playful banter they don't obviously they are very much in love with each other and have great things to say about each other but I love when they talk about like well recently and we even covered it like she's like uh he tried to break up with me and I told him no like I like her confidence and their joke the fact that they can joke around he says she makes him funnier and she's like I just love him so much and they have a child together I think they're a cute couple that kind of embodies all the different aspects that you would want in a relationship like laughter and love and, and just realness.
1: Lovely. Well, and so we have one last question for you. We is me and Mike. Okay. um, which dating app would you be on if you were single?
0: Oh my God. I think I really like the idea of the league. And I know that you have liked it in the past. So obviously I would go on like a recommendation from someone who is like most recently engaged in something because things change over time. And like dating apps, it's been a while because I really liked Bumble when I was on it, but I just feel like things are different. So I would just instinctually go for the league because I know that you like it and I like the idea behind the working professional.
1: Well, I'm glad you take my advice then. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, all right. Well, now all we right. play a very quick game with each other. Quick.
0: Yes. Quick Super game. Quick. And this is like rapid fire. This is meant to be like, we just asked each other. We answered some basic like listener questions. We just answered some like everyday kind of questions um, in like longer form. But like, we know if you're a loyal listener, then you know us pretty well. And we're usually open and candid and a lot of our subject matter tends to go kind of deep with emotions and honesty and like, you know, we don't really care what it makes us sound like. We just try and be as honest as we can. But just like dating, we think it's really important that you see all sides of your partner. So like the deep and the surface. So we're going to let you in on some of our normal silly likes and dislikes. And we're going to let you have a look at the everyday basic stuff in our world And Jen's going to rapid fire, ask me some general questions. I'm going to answer as fast as I can without thinking. And then we're going to turn the tables around on Jen. And again, we like to call just the basics.
1: Are you ready?
0: Okay. So wait, you're asking me first?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Black or white? Black. Obviously. Sweet or salty? Salty. Sports or reality TV? Reality TV. LA or New York? (laughs) <laughs> New York. That's funny. Dogs or cats? Yay!
0: Jen! You have to. Dogs, but I love cats. I hate you. Dog.
1: Fast or slow? Fast. Ellen or Steve Harvey? Ellen. Okay. Well, you know what I would say. Uh, Nick or oh, no. Vanessa? Oh, Vanessa. <laughs> Giving or getting? Giving. Vodka or wine? Ah, vodka. Summer or winter? Winter. Uh that dog or cat really got me. I know. Well, I have one last one. Pecan or pumpkin spice? Oh, shit.
0: You mean the drinks?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, the pecan. Okay. I like it. Great. Uh, it's my jam. Okay, for you, are you ready? Yes. Morning or night? Morning. Coffee or tea? Coffee. sink or Backstreet Boys?
1: Shit. Uh, Jen. I want it that way, but it also Bye Bye Bye. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
0: go NSYNC. NSYNC. Yeah, that's the right answer. Thanks. Hot or cold? Oh man, I guess hot. Oh, North Korea or South
1: Korea? (laughs) South Korea for a variety of reasons, but let's just start with the fact my dog's from there. Yes. Ice skates or roller skates? Ice skates.
0: Diamonds or pearls? Diamonds. Duh. Jeans or a dress?
1: Dress. East coast or west coast? Damn, that's tough considering I'm from the east coast but live on the west coast. I'm going to go west coast because I would take an earthquake over a hurricane any day.
0: Okay, fair. Drunk or sober? Uh,
1: Can I go somewhere in the middle? Um, No, drunk or sober. You didn't let me pick a cat dog. Fine. I'm going to go sober just because I can get more done.
0: (laughs) Jen Golden, I don't even know you anymore. And on that note, we are ending this. (laughs) <laughs> it's just over. We're in a fight. I am going to give you a quote because this is like my favorite. Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the other is gold. That's the Girl Scouts. I remember it from the Girl Scouts. We are, you know, BFFs, and we just really want to put that out there to everyone. You just, yeah. you know, your silver and gold friends are here for you. Um, and don't forget to tune in to our show next week for the creator of the Anywhere app, you guys, Elias. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sounds
1: right. Um, and, and don't
0: forget okay. to follow us on the socials, guys, at Complicated Show.
1: All of the socials. And if you want your question answered on our show, please contact us there at Complicated Show. Like Lauren just said, we deliver this content free for you every week, and we know that you have a bunch of shows to tune into, so we think. You very much from the bottom of our hearts that you tune into ours. Um, and please just tell a friend if you like our show, let other people know about it because they might find some kind of valuable tidbit in here as well. Um, and subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And like we said, we will be back next week. Lauren, where can people find you between now and next show?
0: You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and my
1: website. And you guys can find me at Jennifer Golden. That's Jennifer with one N and one F for you, Starbucks, in case you add two Fs um, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, my website, our website, the Google, everywhere.
0: And that is all. That's back. right, guys, and we will be back next week. Enjoy fall; it's fall. We're so happy we're he- that it, we are in a new season. I'm so happy that we're in a new season, and we are just in a season of love. That's how we feel. So we will see you guys next week. Love, love you all long time. time. Bye. Bye.